Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, friend. This is the final season of Mr. Robot, and we're here breaking it down. Let's go. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome to the Mr. Robot After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We're talking 401 Unauthorized, the season four premiere. This is... The final season of Mr. Robot. JC Rubio and your normal panel are not in studio. JC has moved to Las Vegas, but I might try to get him to Skype call in a few times. I binged this whole series over the past few months, and I was so excited to dig into it tonight. We're going to be doing some special, uh, some special like white room one off segments throughout the season. We're going to be doing some fun reenactments of the F Society videos. Uh, I'm going to be watching every week with you guys, the viewer, because unlike Elliot, I haven't forgotten about you and I haven't forgotten about you either. So we are here. We're doing it. I'm going to be breaking down character by character. We're going to be, go ahead and give you an update on where our characters are in case you've forgotten. Cause I know a lot of people, uh, are watching this after t- I think two years now. Um, I'm going to go into where they're at. Then we're going to go into kind of the storylines. We didn't really get too much like forward momentum on this. Uh, we have, well, let me take that back. We got a lot of forward momentum, but it was in specific areas. It was a lot of just like, Hey, let's update you on these characters. Holy mother of God. The moment with Angela, uh, still have a few things to say about that. And I'm really, 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 really excited for this season because you can kind of see where they're going and it's going to get dark. And our characters are not, not better for the wear. In fact, they're not hiding they're not hiding uh, their their Christmas cheer very well at all. We do have a lot of people in the chat. If you guys want to join the chat, go to youtube.com slash Drama. Uh, we're going to be here every single Sunday at 8 p.m. Uh, shout out to Black Magic, Vlad Tepes, Ahmed El Arabi, uh, Carolina Espinoza, and all the other people who are in the chat, Dude Blue and y'all. Sorry that we're starting a little late, obviously. Uh, the show was a little longer and it's one of those shows that you just got to keep pausing it and being like, wait a second, let me make sure I get this right. So let's go ahead and jump into overall thoughts. I thought the episode started off really well. It kind of threw me for a loop when it started through the, uh, the recap of the previous season, uh, where we have price talking to Angela. It was kind of interesting. How I was like, wait a second. Is this, did this happen last season? Did this happen this season? It just went straight into it. It started exactly where it left off with Angela, continued the conversation, and her vowing revenge against White Rose until, obviously, you hear a car pull up. Price is begging her to beg for forgiveness. She will not. She said she'll take this to her grave, which is what she does. Now, I'm curious to think in the chat if you all think that she's still alive somehow. Um... I never like to count things out. I do have a screenshot that I sent into uh, into our shows, which you guys can take a look at here that we're going to bring up. Uh, this is the message that Wang Shu had sent to Elliot, I'm assuming, uh, when she talked to White Rose, and White Rose said, "Send him." she's like, I don't trust Elliot, I don't trust Alderson. 
we should kill him as soon as possible. White Rose says, hey, give him a message. I'm assuming this is the message because that was two months till Christmas. And then the majority of this episode takes place like a week from the end of the year. So we're, we're on a timeline now. We're a week until the new year, which is when everything's being moved to the Congo. Ryan, can we show that photo really quick on screen? So in this photo, you see Angela with her head blown off, basically. Uh, Spoiler to anyone who didn't watch this episode, but I'm pretty sure you did. So this to me is undeniable proof that Angela is gone. Angela is dead. The only way that we can bring Angela back is, and bear with me for a second, prediction style, is if halfway through the season, White Rose actually completes her mission and then brings Angela back through her project to, you know, play with Elliot or whatever and try to have a linchpin to to take him on. Obviously, nobody knows what the project is, but everything that they've been kind of teasing up to is time travel. I think that you guys could probably agree that it's all time travel. It's basically dealing with quantum physics, whatever you want to call it. It it seems like it's going to be time travel to be able to change things, bring people back from the dead and that kind of stuff. Obviously, she has enough of the project completed to convince Angela that of its, you know, ability to work uh angela obviously we can start with which it's really sad that angela's dead because i thought she was like one of the most interesting characters but i like how they've used her character to push price towards a different point of view um she really really took him out of his defeatedness at the end of last season he was completely over it the fact that white rose would destroy 71 buildings and 10,000 people just to get out of him from being for for him her being petty is amazing and it really is a great dynamic that they've created with price which totally called it halfway through the episode i'm like oh man elliot this this honeypot for elliot is definitely going to be price because he's definitely going to be affected by the death of his daughter which we find out he is he's got his own team of dark army like i guess we'll call it the bright army whatever you want to call it price's army that is going to vow to fulfill Angela's last wish is what I'm assuming at this moment, which I think is really, really awesome. I'm excited to see how Price is going to start to use Elliot. However, Elliot's goal is to take down White Rose and the billionaires and everything like that. So I'm kind of curious if Price is going to be within that or if Price is going to go down all guns blazing in memory of Angela, which would be really cool. Um, speaking of Price, we, we see that he's kind of taking the loss really difficult we see that he throws the the vase he actually speaks up against white rose in that last phone call where she says sorry for your loss uh so i'm really excited to see the hell hath no fury coming out of coming out of price obviously uh you guys are my co-hosts for tonight so if you are in the live chat please comment on the on the topics we're talking about i'll try to tease up each each uh each segment with a question so you guys can definitely get your point of view in. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the whole price storyline I think is going to be one of the best things ever. I think that having Elliot team up with price is forgive the, forgive the, uh, pun. I think that's priceless. I'm so sorry for that. Uh, but no, I think it's going to be really interesting, especially when you bring Darlene into it because Darlene absolutely hates the guy. Uh, she hates everything about E-Corp, so it's going to create a lot of uh, a lot of conflict between her and Elliot like because she's going to know that Price is just using Elliot. 
Uh, I don't think she's going to believe Price that Angelo is his daughter. There's a lot of things at play here. And of course, also with Darlene, because we can go ahead and jump into Darlene right now. Darlene does not think that Angela is dead, which is a really interesting choice for them to take on this storyline, especially from Elliot's point of view, where he would rather his sister getting coked up and doing drugs all the time than telling her the truth and showing her the picture of Angela being dead. Because it's almost... I don't know. Uh, I, I'm curious to think what you all think in the chat. Do you think that he should have shown Darlene the photo of Angela with the bullet in her head? And the real question is, would she even believe it? Would she be like, no, they doctored that. No, that's fake. There's no way. I saw her. I saw her. Because Angela, uh, Darlene's dealing with a few things right now. Darlene is dealing with the fact that she murdered a woman last season. So that's not something to be taken lightly. So that was kind of her slow trail. Uh, she actually liked DiPiero. And then DePiero's, the last thing she says to her at the end of last season was, you are a horrible human being. So that's never a good sign, especially when she's dealing with all this negative around here. And then, of course, uh, Mobley and I'm so sorry that I lost her name. I have it written down somewhere here. Uh, we're both set up for suicide at the end of last season as well. So she can't tell anyone about that. So it's she's really going through the ringer right now. And... I don't know. A, a lot of people are throwing tomatoes at me in the chat for, for that pun. But, yeah, I'm, I am I thought that uh, Darlene's storyline was an interesting choice. I think they need to bring her out of the... out of ignorance soon. Because her character is great when her character is dealing with so much inner turmoil and conflict. But I don't want her dealing with it to the point of being disabled. Like... I, I, I think she's such a strong character that can do so much and at least create interesting storylines throughout that I don't like her being completely like beside herself with grief and self-blame that she can't actually do anything. So if we're going to set this up that she's going to be... um, if, if she's going to be... How do I want to say this? If we're going to set this up that she's going to be kind of like out of the running for doing anything or if she's just going to be searching for Angela. I think it would be an interesting play to have her be searching for Angela and discover that uh, either A, discover the truth and know that Elliot was actually sent that picture and then she's going to hate Elliot and create that conflict, or B, if White Rose, if her project was not actually time travel and it was cloning of some sort and Angela's death was staged. Uh, if there was some kind of thing like that where there's truth to what Darlene is seeing, I think it would be a really, really interesting take on the show to go down that route. Um, so I'd be curious to see what actually happens with Darlene. We didn't really get too much teaser. We saw the ballet shoes that she was hugging tightly. She's dealing with so much self-guilt right now that I really just wonder what is going to be the thing that pulls her out of it. I, I think she would be a pretty solid bet for Price wanting to use her to help get revenge for Angela, but I also just don't think she'd ever trust Price. So I'm just kind of curious where they're going with that. Uh, Vlad Tepes says, no, in Darlene's state, she couldn't handle the picture of Angela die, uh, dead. But I I don't know. Ooh, Black Magic 99 in the chat says, at the, mo at the moment, she's basically where Angela was after the E-Corp bombings. That is a really interesting way to put it, where all of the grief from the E-Corp bombings was transferred onto Darlene when, uh, basically through Angela's death. 
Uh, it is kind of a cool point to f- also note that Darlene was the main driving factor behind teaching uh, Angela how to hack. I know that Elliot was part of it, but really, like, Darlene was the one who always believed that Angela ha- had it in her, except for at that moment when they were in the timeline, but even then. So she probably has a lot of blame, too, because she is actively the reason why Angela was even able to accomplish that task at the uh, in the uh, all safe building, so well, it's not the all safe building. The uh, the building where the best episode of last season took place. That episode was phenomenal. Ryan, you actually, uh, when I was watching that episode for the oh. first time, you you saw five minutes into it and you just couldn't look away for couldn't the entire look away. all one take. I love stuff like that, and I never seen it like pulled off like that on TV. It was absolutely flawless. One of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Yeah, if if you need any reason more than that episode of TV to get into Mister Robot, then I don't know what else what else you need. Uh, but yeah, Black Magic, that is a great, great comparison of where they're at in their minds. Uh, another person that Darlene, interestingly enough, is not thinking about, because um, I thought she would be thinking more about how she ruined DePiero's life, but let's get into DePiero, because DePiero is living with her mom right now. We were wondering where she would kind of leave off after last season. We knew that Irving kind of threatened her into submission with you are now a member of the dark army and we know that she's cleaning up everything from the santiago mess because obviously they can't hide the fact that santiago was uh was crooked but she has shut herself into her mom's house she's literally ocd paranoid about everything and everyone she wants her mom to let her screen every single person who comes through the door uh her mom is not really taking things as seriously as you would think she is her mom's just oblivious to the amount of danger that she is now in and she's trying to set her up with this new woman uh janice which obviously it's awesome to see ashley atkinson in another role like this ashley atkinson of course is one of the cops ace from happy if you guys ever watched happy so i was really excited when she come on screen i was like oh this is gonna be awesome she does the the sarcastic nice but totally evil characters so well so i was really excited to see her um it it was just an awkward dinner with mom with mom trying to hook her up but when you see that janice is a taxidermist you're like okay something's off here and then when janice actively mentions the santiago case you're like oh shoot so basically we find out that de piero has been holding off on actually going to the going to handle the case and put a pin in it for everything uh and janice is kind of there to remind her probably one of irving's people being like hey i'm going to kill your mom and probably turn her into a stuffed version of herself if you do not go into work tomorrow so get that rest yay just amazing really great performance i love it when they use use uh use these character actors for for what they're great for i mean i guess she's not really a character actor but just to put her into these roles uh i still think that bad stuff will happen to de piero i don't see her getting out of this season unscathed whatsoever uh obviously the the happily ever after is her and darlene you know make amends in some way or Darlene does something that helps relieve their relationship. But I just don't think this is that kind of show, especially with the stakes we're currently expect we're currently dealing with. So I'm assuming next episode, we're going to see DePiero trying to be normal in a work day where she has to actively throw under the bus, the person who is now in the position 
that she is in. So it's going to be a really interesting take on the show. Uh, let's move on to Wellick because he's kind of got, we didn't get too much with Wellick, but we have an interesting, uh, interesting play that we get through the news station. And we also get kind of his interpretation of everything going on. Uh, Tyrell Wellick obviously becomes known as the savior of the of the economy through his through his ecoin and through the the back door left open that Elliot executed at the end. So the undoing of nine five is being attributed to uh, Tyrell Wellick, which everyone's giving him credit. Meanwhile, he was produced to the CTO of E Corp, but only as a figurehead position because Price will not give him any real power. But even without real power, because of the spotlight being put on him from this whole thing with the re- with the undoing of nine five, he's being dragged into meetings. He's basically a figurehead being worked to death. He can't even just remain off to the side as his title of having no power. He actually he actively has meetings from morning till night about things that he actually has no say in just to be just to be in his position because of that. So I am kind of interested to see how Tyrell Wellick is going to take finding out about Price and Elliot because obviously Tyrell and Price are on different playing fields at the moment. Uh, Tyrell was working actively with White Rose last season, so we don't know if he's going to come back to the side of Team Elliot. I think it wouldn't make sense. I think, if anything, he might have some loyalty to Mr. Robot, but probably not to the degree that he would sell out uh he would sell out White Rose. I think it's more likely that because of his position, he's going to make a play to get rid of... Um, probably to get rid of price to kind of get rid of his figurehead, uh, his figurehead status. He's probably going to try to take over E Corp by getting rid of price. Obviously he's kind of not in a good mental space. He doesn't know where his son is. Uh, his wife is dead. Lots of bad stuff has happened to him. So we can't really count on Tyrell making the same decisions from the past few seasons because the past few seasons were from the perspective of, they can become gods, they can control what they want to control, and he can return to his wife and kids a a, a new man. Um, Black Magic says, you think Tyrell would try to find his son? I think he will, but I just don't see any positives coming from that. I really think that this might be a situation where uh, Tyrell is going to have one of the saddest endings. If anything... I think White Rose is going to have his son in some way. Uh, so, yeah, 5-9. Thank you, Michael Scott, for correcting me. Not 9-5. Um, appreciate that, you guys. Uh, so, it'd be... I don't know. I'd love to hear what you guys' thoughts are on on Tyrell Wellick. If you think that he's going to break and leave E-Corp and try to join Elliot's cause, or do you think if he'll try to join it from the inside... Or if you think he'll find out about Price's dealings and basically inform on Price to White Rose, because he can now be White Rose's inside man. And we also don't know where we left off in terms of, like, does he think that Elliot is still on board with White Rose? He just knows that Elliot's alive, and White Rose is just keeping Elliot alive because of the, the Congo thing. But that's only because his hack is needed, and if he were to die before everything was transferred to the Congo, then... The Congo would be a no-go. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to Fred. So we get uh, Gary Busey's son. I really wish... I feel like it's disrespectful to say that. Uh, we get uh, Luke Sampson Busey uh, from 
the the law firm basically being sorry not Luke Busey I'm screwing up guys I apologize Jake Busey uh, playing the lawyer Fred who's being used by Mr. Robot and being used by Elliot to get access to the bank records which they find out through the flash drive everything's being worked through this thing called Silver Shamrock which is kind of the the from my understanding is like the undercover code name for moving moving white roses money uh we get a little throwback here to when firefox the web browser was ice weasel that was a nice little uh, nice little throwback when when elliot's working on his laptop but his christmas party we learn nobody really thought that he was a great guy but now we learn that he was you know webcamming with underage underage girls and that'll definitely definitely screw up some of his life um Basically, from start to finish, we get this really great scene of the train station, Elliot basically following him through the cameras, which we are seeing as Mr. Robot tailing him within the train station. I thought it was a really well used to cinematography that the show is so good at doing, where uh, you think that somebody's actually in person, but then it's just the embodiment of the cameras of Mr. Robot being in that place. Super well done. Uh, it's kind of smart that they have the 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 Bluetooth name tags, and that's how they're tracking him. Uh, he realizes that there's no way Elliot can even prepare, like defend him against the Dark Army, and that's when he decides to take his own life. I don't have to like really recap stuff to to get into it. So Fred reveals the name John Garson. Uh, he says that he doesn't have the address. It's back at the office. And Elliot later learns that John Garson was a name that was kind of just a giveaway name if he's ever in trouble. So basically, it's interesting that... I, and I'm curious if he knew that. I'm curious if Fred actually knew that John Garson was a throwaway name or if he actually thought there was a person named John Garson. Because in this case, the only reason he was listening to what Elliot was saying and what Mr. Robot was saying is because of the video blackmailing him. And if he already knew that John Garson was a throwaway name given to him by uh, White Rose's people, then he probably would have already known about the Dark Army, but he seemed completely oblivious to the Dark Army. So... I guess we will we will never know what his reasoning behind that was, but it seems like Price has been involved with the money movings for a very long time now if John Garson was a trap set by Price, which when we see him go, when we see uh, Elliot, so uh, Elliot actually go to the honeypot, we learn that it's from No Exit, the, the play. Uh, let's go ahead and talk really quick about... Um, Mr. Robot and Elliot, and they're kind of back and forth. We we learn that they're kind of holed up with their with their headquarters at the old Allsafe, uh, old Allsafe building. Which, if you notice that a lot of the letters were taken off, it says like Allsafe and tons of tons of graffiti's everywhere. The place is still completely screwed up. Uh, yeah, Vlad Tepes in the chat says blackmail. It yeah, his it, it was blackmail. Uh, Black Magics in the chat says that Fred didn't know Fred did know about the Dark Army. Well, I'm not really uh, I'm not really sure if he knew it was Dark Army. I, that's that's the thing is we know that Fred's been dealing with this case and all of these cases and moving the money around, but that could have been done through Price, and he didn't even know that because Pri Price has been kind of moving the money around for uh for White Rose in terms of the Washington uh township so he might not even know that that the dark army was involved but as soon as he does it seemed like a fairly genuine reaction that he is freaked the f out 
Uh, Billy Jean Girl says, I still can't get over in just the first minutes of the episode. They killed off a character that's been on the show for three seasons. Oh, well, she wasn't my favorite character anyway. Do I text some uh, sarcasm in that? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Robot knew before Elliot they screwed up and it was a trap. Carolina Espinosa in the chat says, yes, I actually am on the same page as that. As soon as Mr. Robot starts kind of telling at the all safe building me like we need to do some more retcon on John Garson instead of trying to go find him right now. Elliot obviously wanting to go right at that moment. And I thought this was a really cool dichotomy between price and Mr. Robot where Mr. Robot tells Elliot that he is acting on emotion and he needs to not be as emotional, just as Price told Angela that she needs to not be as emotional in these dealings. Uh, Speaking of, I have to throw back really quick because it was a really amazing moment when Angela throws that back at Price when she refuses to let down on her laurels of wanting to take down White Rose. And she says, just take emotions out of it and then everything becomes easier. And I thought that was just a freaking great moment. But Back to Elliot and Mr. Robot. They are kind of in truce mode. Elliot and Mr. Robot are kind of in this weird mode right now where Elliot is acting upon full full revenge for Angela, but hiding it under the pretenses of he needs to do something good and he can't let these people win, even though we're all kind of on the same page that he's doing it to get revenge on Angela. Mr. Robot is more on the on the on the page of we're, we should be doing this for more moralistic reasons. We should want to save the world. We used to want to save the world. Now we're just getting revenge. Because Elliot's already undone 5-9. So if now he wants to take down the billionaires, he's really only taking down White Rose. He's not exactly taking down the billionaires, per se. So is it really like... Is he really living up to what Mr. Robot wanted him to do or what their original premise was? Uh, his mind is like a partitioned hard drive in that Mr. Robot controls one part of it and he controls the other. And then also we learn that Mr. Robot's very well aware of the audience again. We get the great uh, scene where Mr. Robot tells us that Elliot's ignoring us because he's doing what he wants to do, but we both know that we have to be there for him because we're friends, right? Uh, so we as the audience have not gotten any scene where Elliot's talked to us, aside from the scene where he's dying and he looks straight at camera. He doesn't say words to us per se, but it's more of a recognition of our existence. Um, when they are working together again, it still feels like Mr. Robot has his own plans. It just seems that he's trying to more gently push Elliot towards the way he needs to go. And Elliot's not really having it, though. He tells him that he's done with the therapy session. So I'm curious what it's going to take to make Elliot less emotional. However, with this new twist with Price, it doesn't seem likely that he's going to get less emotional. It seems likely that he's going to get more emotional because it's going to be because of Price that Angela is dead. It's because of Price that White Rose used Angela. Elliot still is unaware, I'm assuming, because we haven't found out yet, Elliot is still unaware that Price is Angela's father. So as far as he knows, possibly... He's going to now reevaluate things because he's blaming himself for Angela's involvement. But Angela was actually involved from the outset just due to her relationship. Remember the scene where Wright Rose tells Price, I found your little pet that you had working for you. From that moment forward, Angela was White Rose's to control. It had nothing to do with Elliot. 
obviously it worked out that way that she could use it against him. But I think that's going to be a really interesting epiphany for Elliot when he finds out that it wasn't even his fault in the begin with that Angela got inserted into this whole conspiracy scheme with, with White Rose and with Price and with everything leading to her ultimate death. Um, I'm curious to see uh, see what you guys think. Uh, Black Magic says, aren't you saving the world, though, if you destroy the Puppet Master? White Rose has, ha- has her hands in everything from what we can tell. Yes and no, because if White Rose goes down, do the billionaires go down? Does the man get taken down? Do you take down the system by taking down White Rose? That's not necessarily the case. He says that we found the heart and he can take out the heart. But just like Mr. Robot told him, you don't take down a conglomerate by taking out the heart. And as you can also see from White Rose's case and from her team, they're replaceable. You kill White Rose you will just create a new white rose through somebody else. We had uh, her old right-hand man that Leon killed at the last, at the end of last season, but, you know, the right, right-hand man's gone now, and now we have Wang Shu. Uh, so, you know, you can't really, can't really completely take it out from the heart, so Elliot's plan is not exactly going to work. God, I love you guys' comments in the chat. Uh, so, isn't Elliot White Rose's puppet too, Vlad Tepes says. I don't know. Do you think that he is? Do you think that Elliot is still playing into White Rose's hand? Because White Rose is going to get rid of him the moment they get everything into the Congo. So, I'm really curious if you all think that White Rose is expecting all of these moves that Elliot's doing, or if he's doing it kind of under the cover of, you know, his hiding. He seems really good at hiding, but I feel like White Rose should still have some kind of awareness of what he's doing. You guys kind of let me know in the chat or in the comments below. I do kind of wonder about that, whether or not he's playing into her hand at all, but the ending really made me think that he's not. I think the ending was really a test when we see uh, Price jump in there, or not Price, but we see uh, the cronies from Price. They capture him, tie him to a chair in his room, cook heroin to a needle and then basically placebo effect him and I guess there was a good amount of heroin in it but probably not like enough to actually OD because I I don't know I don't know if it was a placebo effect or if it was actually uh, heroin or maybe combination of A or B because they needed to be sure of where his loyalties lied so I think that's going to be the the intro into where we're going for the season. I think it's the undercover Elliot Price because he's just always a pawn. Elliot is never not unintentionally working for other people. In season one, he's unintentionally working for Mr. Robot. In season two, he is unintentionally working for White Rose. In season three, he's unintentionally working for both of them. And now it seems like he's going to be working for Price. So, I wonder what you guys think is going to happen. This is a really, really prediction-heavy premiere. Uh, Black Magic asks, what did he shoot into Elliot's nose? I think it was just like a, you know, what are those things called? Like the refresher, like a minty thing. There's there's things like 
salts, what are they called? Smelling salts? Something like that that'll just wake him up. I really think that it was mostly a uh, mostly a placebo effect that was making him feel the way he was feeling. Uh, let's see. Carolina Espinosa says, Dom's date said, it best you can kill me, but somebody's going to kill your mom. It's the same situation with White Rose. Take her down. Somebody else will take over. Exactly. So I think Mr. Robot has officially told Elliot that you can't kill it from the heart. So we might actually see White Rose eliminated halfway through the season. Uh, Ryan, just to give you a heads up, we have extra time. I, I made sure of that before the show started. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, the smelling salts woke him up, and that's kind of where we're left. I really love how they did it at the end where you see the credits roll and then comes back to it. He wakes up and Price is on board. Plus, it seems like Price has his own little geek geek squad. I feel like those weren't all just fixers. That one guy seems a little bit more smart uh, seems smarter than he let on. I think he might be another hacker working under Price that Elliot might work with. The guy who says goodbye, friend. Uh, that is also the line that we've been seeing on all the promotional posters and billboards. I don't know if you guys have billboards in your town, but in L.A., they're all over the place with Mr. Robot final season promotions. Uh, but yeah, that is where we're left off for this episode. I don't have too many uh, too many big predictions for the season that I haven't already discussed, but we can go ahead and get into Zoom News and Gossip because Ryan in the booth has already gathered us some news and gossip. That's right, y'all. Uh, so first off, amazing premiere. Congratulations to the final season. So Portia Doubleday, who plays Angela, who met her fate tonight. Uh, she had a really interesting interview with Entertainment Weekly where basically she said uh, they're asking her about when she read the script and what suggested the uh, the fate of her character. She said, wow, the way that they were suggesting she go out, absolutely not. That's insane. And she even sent a song to the director of the episode saying you should play this song and have a montage to it and that's how she should go out. And they replied to her saying, what show do you think you're on? I don't know uh, if you, what network you think you're on, but this is how it's happening. This is how it's getting edited. And she thought that was just awful, but in hindsight, she felt that that's actually perfect for her character. It was really cool, not anything too sentimental in the scenes, and it was really cool to literally go out with a bang. Fascinating interview up on Entertainment Weekly. That's the news for today, Stephen. Cool. I thought that was pretty cool, too. Also, shout out to, uh, to everyone in the chat, completely like biting my head off for me missing the fact that, yes, that's Sam Esmail's character. <laughs> The the creator of the show, Sam Esmail, is the guy who says goodbye, friend, in the end. Uh, correct. I just want to make sure you guys, thank you so much for, for hitting me up on that. Again, I'm brand new to, yeah, that's Sam Esmail. That's amazing. That's so cool. Do you guys think they're going to use him uh, consistently throughout the season? Or do you think this is just like a cameo that he's going to make? Because uh, it looks like he's, I don't know, IMDb doesn't really have, doesn't really have much. Uh I'd love to see if he's a recurring character. What a great, what a great cameo! Thank you to the live chat. I'd hate to have missed that for the for the people watching or after this, or for the people who are listening on iTunes. Speaking of iTunes, if you're listening on iTunes, please do us a favor: go to iTunes, leave us a thumbs up or five star review if you can. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell me how I can do better. Obviously, I'm just getting into this, trying to pick up the pick up the proverbial slack of the other hosts being unavailable shout out to them they did such a great job for three seasons i'm so excited that that they could that they could do do this for three seasons and i'm so glad that i can be here talking about one of the greatest shows on television uh so thank you for that shout out to everyone who's uh who's you know commented 
you know, through through iTunes up until now. And shout out to everyone in the live chat. Please hit that thumbs up if you're enjoying the video, and please share this with your friends. Post it on Reddit, post it to your Twitter, and comment below because I can definitely reply to comments underneath this video after we're done. But as far as predictions, I've kind of talked about them through the uh, through the season, after Buzz or TV through the episode. But I really think that we're going to get some really great conflict between uh, between Darlene and and. Uh, and Elliot, when she finds out that he's working with Price, I think Darlene's uh, going to set off on her mission to prove that Angela is still alive, and she's going to find some stuff that leads her down an interesting road. I think Elliot's Elliot's main storyline of taking down White Rose is going to be working with Price to do it. I think Darlene is under... I think she's been written off by White Rose enough that she could do some really interesting stuff that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Elliot's plan at all, but then it's going to link up in the end and work out in Elliot's favor for what Darlene does. I also think there's room for DePiero to do something really interesting. We see in the scenes in the preview for the season that DePiero and and uh, Darlene get back in touch. I'm interested to see what Darlene has actually approached her with. Plus, uh, you know, I'm interested to see if DePiero's mom makes it out. I really think this might be a going down blaze of glory to take down White Rose season. I think that we might get DePiero's family killed. We might get, uh, you know, a lot of people getting hurt this season. So those are my predictions, guys. I'm going to be back next week. Shout out to more people in the chat. Mary Schlesinger, who says she went out in the background, needs to get over herself, suggesting how she should die. Um, I don't know who you're referencing. Uh, and then, uh, what if Darlene is suffering from mental health problems like Elliot and its manifestation is Angela? Ooh! Ooh! If Angela is Darlene's own Mr. Robot. That is a very interesting uh, interesting prediction, Carolina. I don't think they'll go with that for the fourth season because it, it would be a lot to unpack. But, man, that would be interesting. I just, I also predict that this season we're going to get a lot of really, really, really cool editing techniques and cinematography. Because this episode had, like, at least four things that I was just blown away by. The elevator scene when he gets captured at the E-Corp building and how they played with the security cameras. That was awesome. The way they played with the security cameras, Mr. Robot and Elliot in, uh... At the train station was amazing. Uh, when Darlene shows up to Elliot and... Elliot just kind of, when she fights back a little bit, Elliot just kind of walks off to the side and you see Mr. Robot take his place and have that conversation with Darlene. That was phenomenal. Um, I thought so much was well shot. Oh, the beginning scene where it zooms into uh, White Rose's head as kind of like, you're now seeing her vision. Uh, I thought that was really well done. Yeah, this show just really never ceases to to amaze in, 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 in all these different ways. So thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Mr. Robot After Show. I'm still with you over here, and I'm still with you over here, and I'm still with you all here. You guys can follow me at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, on Twitter. And you can check out the other show that I produce, uh, Better Together with Maria Menounos, where we go over and discuss with all sorts of health experts and uh, experts in the community of, of healing every single Monday live at 10 a.m. And uh, we actually have a Patreon for that. If you if you really enjoy the show, you can become a patron of that. But in the end, we are all here to see the grand finale of Mr. Robot. And I think, it's there. I think they're going to do it right. I think we should be really excited. And we will see you all next week.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.